All right, guys, I'm here recording this live from Bali because I've come up with a new strategy on how to get ready for your Maldives honeymoon launch. It's my pre-launch Bali blast strategy. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. You want to know what keywords are driving the most sales for listings on Amazon? To do that, you need to know what highly searched for keywords the product is ranking for maybe at the top of page one. You can actually find that out in seconds by using Helium 10's keyword research tool, Cerebro. Now that's just one of the many, many functions that make this tool my favorite tool in the whole suite, and it's the most powerful keyword research tool ever created for e-commerce sellers. For more information, go to h10.me forward slash Cerebro, h10.me forward slash C-E-R-E-B-R-O. Don't forget to use the Serious Sellers Podcast discount coupon SSP10. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers Podcast by Helium 10. I am your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show that's a completely BS-free, unscripted and unrehearsed organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the e-commerce world. And as you can see, if you're watching this on YouTube, I'm here in Bali, the Amazon uh, Collective Mastermind, and it's really amazing. My first time in Bali, really incredible, and I was inspired to go ahead and talk about the strategies that I talked about here at the uh, Bali conference and at the Billion Dollar Seller Summit, most of which actually have to do with pre-launch. All right, so uh, I think you guys you know, know about the Maldives honeymoon launch strategy. It incorporates you know, a lot of pre-launch strategies, but I want to kind of like separate it out, like how to get ready for an epic wedding and honeymoon, right? Maldives honeymoon in real life is potentially to have an epic bachelor or bachelorette party. Um, I didn't, I never had one. I, I didn't, I didn't do that. Um, but you know, I'm sure many of you have, and, and some people I, you know, I read actually go to Bali for their bachelor party. Let's see the B theme here. So I'm like, you know what, let's just make this easy to remember. Let's, let's call this like the, the Bali blast method. All right. You guys don't have to call it that. It is what it is. It's, it's, it's a strategy that helps you get ready for a good launch. All right. So you don't have to call it the Bali blast. I might not even call it the Bali blast. I'm just throwing that out there. Cause I'm here, uh, in, in Bali right now, but Think about what makes a a bachelor party really cool. Again, I don't know because I've never I've never even been to one, let alone had my had my own. But I would assume that hey, uh, it, it's meant to be kind of like your your last hurrah, really uh, set you up for um, you know not missing your your single days, right? You're ready to move on to the next phase, which is you know married life and first of course the honeymoon. All right, so that's kind of like the 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 thought process behind this strategy too. All right. It, it's it's we're here in Bali. Think of a bachelor party. And what I'm doing is I'm trying to set up like completely put a close on the initial, you know, product research, sourcing and listing optimization. Like how do we put a close to my previous single life or before I had a product and now get ready to move on to that all important, you know, merry life starting with that honeymoon period? Because it's not just about, you know, the, the honeymoon period. Uh, and the Maldives honeymoon strategy isn't just about, you know, doing the right PPC, you know, during launch and and setting your uh, launch date in the future and things like that. That's all important. But there's a lot of steps that lead up to the launch that will help make sure that you get off on the right foot for your launch. So let's go ahead and hop into it. 
One thing I was doing, guys, when I when I spoke at different events is I was doing some Amazon dad jokes. And I'm going to give the one uh, that I gave. I don't remember where I gave this, but it was the one that was the hardest for people to to understand. All right. So let's see how fast you guys pick this one up. All right. So here's an Amazon dad joke. I was doing product research and I was trying to validate an idea I had for people to put loved ones ashes into a glass urn. All right. A glass urn. So my question is, you know, is this a good opportunity? Did, did I validate this? Is this a good opportunity? Well, the answer is remains to be seen. Think about that for a second. You didn't get it? Glass urn remains to be seen. You know, the glass is transparent. All right. So it's remains, you know, ashes to be seen. All right. All right, guys, don't worry. Uh, this is not an episode about uh, Amazon dad jokes. Let's go ahead and hop right into the strategy. But before I do that, one bonus strategy, uh, I mentioned this to the elite members uh, a couple months ago or about a month ago. And I talked about this on my tour is something interesting that you can notice on your main keywords. So if you go to your main keywords, especially in like the home and kitchen category, Look at the search results and see if your competitors have this kind of bold black letters underneath the title. All right. Underneath the title. And if they do, um, it'll say sometimes like, you know, here I'm looking at a, a Tesla thing I did. I see solid and it says geometric. And what happens is some sellers they don't know about this field and, and they just have like gibberish in there because probably because they were trying to fill up their listing, um, you know, with a flat file. And like, look at this one listing here just has a bunch of gibberish looks like they're skewed. it says halloween show 1790 all one word right this is something that you could fill out this is the pattern field all right guys so this is the pattern field and if you fill it out it can give you potentially some extra rank juice and at the very least what it can do is it just sticks out on the page if you have like your main keyword there or something that's kind of sticks out on the page as opposed to just like random gibberish like some of these competitors have you can see i was doing a test listing for a a bat math so um or a bat a bat bath mat say that five times fast and then i just went ahead and threw it into this uh, pattern field and within like two hours it was already there showing up on the main page so there's a strategy in itself now if we're thinking about pre pre pre-launch it actually starts all the way back when you're trying to validate your product and maybe you've already decided on it and you want to decide on what are the main keywords and once you decide what those main keywords are the first step into having a successful pre-launch is take a look at the title density of your main keywords all right so your your title density um for those who don't know it's it's a field that's in helium 10 and basically this is how many listings on page one have the exact phrase that was searched in phrase form so if i search coffin tray and helium 10 says i've got a title density of nine that means that there are nine listings on page one that have the keyword coffin tray in exact phrase match and this is important because it's going to give you an idea of how difficult or how easy it might be to launch all right so the the bigger the number that means the harder it is to, to get to page one the smaller the number you know potentially if it's a lower search volume and the the title density is zero or one Theoretically, from day one of your launch, you could already be on page one because that's how much um, uh, emphasis Amazon puts on the title. So that's something important to think about. Check your title and say that is step one. Step two, analyze your competitor strength. All right. This is uh, important because um, you 
when we're talking about how hard or how easy it's going to be to get to page one, it's not just about the title density, but how strong is your competition? So what you do is what I'm showing here on the screen, throw all of your listings into lists or your competitors listings into listing analyzer and take a look at, at their top keyword phrases and it'll show for the top keyword phrases in this niche where they ranked the last time Helium 10 checked. And then you'll see like, look at this, this guy is a strong one here because look, he's got, he's ranked number one, ranked number one, ranked number three, ranked number six. However, this other main competitor in this niche, he's only in the top 10 on one keyword and everything else, he's like on the bottom of page one or middle of page one. All right, so now you know, hey, this com other competitor who's at the very top of the page, he might be a little bit tough to, to work with, but this other guy, I, I can definitely take him, uh, you might reason, all right? So again, listing, analyzer go in there see what kind of search volume um top 10 search volume that your main competitors have all right the the lower it is for some of them that means that's the competitors that you're going to probably easily be able to beat Another thing I want to talk about is explore bundling options not just as something to add to your list or to your product. I mean, th yes, that, that's definitely something that you can do. Um, you know, maybe you see that people are buying a coffin shelf and a skull together, right? So maybe you'll be the first one to have a coffin shelf with skull together. Of course, that's an option, right? But take it a step even easier. Use black box for key uh, or black box product targeting. Enter in your competitor's ASINs and then filter for frequently bought together. This is going to show you what has been frequently bought together over the past like 30 days or more that Helium 10 has detected. And sometimes you might find a product that's like seven or eight dollars or even six dollars. And basically what this means is this, this could potentially be a product that you could source for like 30, 40 cents. Like one of the ones that was showing up here is, is spooky stickers. You know, um, probably you could source some spooky stickers for like what, you know, 25 cents or something like that. But if you have a history that your competitors are selling their product and then the buyer at the same time is buying spooky stickers on their own because you can see it and frequently bought together. Now, what you should do if it's really cheap, just go ahead and buy that product maybe even in a smaller quantity if it's a little bit more expensive, and then stick it into your product, costing you 25 cents each if it's really small like stickers. And don't advertise it. Don't even advertise it in the listing, right? Uh, I mean, you, you could advertise in your listing, but I, I prefer that for like, you know, more, more impressive bundling opportunities. But here's what happens if you don't advertise. And this is a strategy that, you know, Toma Rabinovich has, has been teaching for, for a while now. It's, it's part of his like six-star method. And I've seen this myself out, out in the wild. But what happens is now your customer gets the product. They open it up expecting whatever they bought, say it's a coffin shelf. But then all of a sudden they have these spooky stickers that customers like them like. Now, what does that mean? That means it's like a pleasant surprise and it gives it makes them like double 2x, 3x, maybe even 4x more likely to leave a positive review than if they were just happy with the product by itself. And you could see this. There's a couple of coffin shelf listings out there where somebody was bundling, you know, some stickers in it and you see a, a decent number of reviews mention the stickers like, hey, you know, it was so nice to, to have these spooky stickers or whatever, or whatever it said. So this is a, a, a something that costs you like 20 cents an order maybe, but could potentially increase your 
positive review velocity. Uh, the next step for Bali Blast, all right, our pre-launch setup, is identify the top child or top selling child item. So this is only if you guys are trying to launch for a product that has multiple variations and Helium 10 is obviously showing you the same sales for each one. Well, that just means that's how many sales it has overall. So the way that you can kind of have an idea of which one is selling the best so that you don't have to buy uh, one of each color and launch for each color is you run a review analysis on the listing and then hit product variations. And then you're gonna see the breakdown of the reviews. You Usually one child item is the one that is kind of like the star child item and has all of uh, a big majority of the um, reviews like, like this. I think is a letter board I'm looking at. The black coffin letter board has 77% of the review share. Number two is purple with 10%. Everything else is like less than 7%. So if this was me, I'm like, all right. I know if I'm just starting off, um, I'm cool with maybe just getting the black coffin shelf, maybe the purple one uh, to start off, and I'm not gonna worry about those other colors. Imagine if you didn't have this visibility and you're, or you're like, all right, let me order 500 of each of these colors, you would obviously be in a bad way for your inventory. Uh, the next step we're going to go in number five is identify main topics from the reviews. This is going to be useful for your listing optimization later on. So the way you can do that is it with that same tool Tool, review insights, hit review analysis, all right, and then see what are the top phrases that are showing up and then start digging into what people are saying about the top phrase. Like, for example, that coffin letterboard, uh, one of the one of the top phrases is for Halloween. So what I would do is I would click on that and see, all right, what how are customers using this for Halloween? And then I'm going to actually make sure to make that one of my images. Like, let's say the 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 use case or what you saw in the reviews is, hey, I put this in front of my house for Halloween to advertise what candies I have. I, I don't know. I don't even celebrate Halloween. I don't, I don't know what, what people do for this, but let's just say that's what people are saying. Well, now what I would do if this was my product um, is I would put that as one of the pictures, let like maybe in front of a house that looks like it's decorated for Halloween and the exact use case that people are using, I'm going to make sure to put that in my image and maybe even the first bullet point. This is something that is not going to show up in your, your keyword research, right? You know, uh, use for Halloween for, for what candies I have, you know, that's not a keyword that people search for. It's not going to show up in Cerebro, but this is a way that you can like really, again, start from day one, your Maldives honeymoon launch with a little bit leg up on the competition. Next step, we've gone through five so far. Number six, Still talking about reviews. Identify pain points from reviews, all right? So what I would do in that same tool on my competitor's listing, I'm going to, from the all reviews page, all right, from the all reviews page, I'm going to see what are people complaining about? And I do that by sorting or filtering right here, one star only reviews. I could go one star or two stars. And then look at this, I, I'm seeing here, people are saying, hey, the letters fall out, letters are junky, letters are hard to stay on, all right? So again, this is something that is gonna go into one of my images. I'm gonna really show how, hey, you know, our letters don't fall out. I'm gonna put that in the bullet points, all right? This is not a keyword. You would not have found this if you didn't analyze the reviews. You know, one little bonus tip is I like looking at the all questions as well, right here inside of Helium 10 Review Insights. And I wanna see what are the questions that people are asking about my competitors listing. Now, here's the benefit of that. Basically, the questions section is telling you what your competitors have been missing from their listings. Does that make sense? Because think about it. 
if it was clear, maybe it's not even missing, but it's just not clear in their listing. If it was clear or if it was in the listing, would somebody need to go in and figure out how to actually ask a question? That's somebody who is super interested in buying the product, right? And they even know how to find the question and answer section on a page and they couldn't find the answer they're looking for. So that should show that it's obviously not as obvious as the seller probably thought they were when they made their listing. So that's something that you can you know get some extra insight as well. Uh, another way you could look into a review and a kind of sentiment is check Opportunity Explorer and enter the ASIN and in Product Opportunities Explorer under Customer Review Insights, they have like another cool way to kind of get some sentiment about the reviews and Amazon is even experimenting with some like AI uh, different um, kind of ways to look at that as well. But that's for those of you who might not have Helium 10, you know, first of all, shame on you. Uh, go ahead and sign up for Helium 10, six months, 20% off, uh, discount code SSP20. Um, but if you don't have Helium 10, you're not going to take advantage of that offer. You can still get some sentiment of the reviews by going into the Opportunity Explorer. Um, number eight, this is an important one. Analyze your competitor image strategy. So don't just go in and and, and give a whole bunch of of instructions to your graphic designer or your photographer based on whatever they think you should do for your listing or based on whatever you think is the best image strategy. You want to look at what your competitors have been doing, like especially if you have competitors who have been selling pretty pretty well you know, for six months, maybe for a year or something, take a look at their image stack. Those of you who are Amazon sellers, I'm talking to you right now, you have multiple products. Let me know. If you have a product that has been on Amazon for more than six months or a year, do you have the same images right the second as you did from day one? If your answer is yes, shame on you. You're a terrible Amazon said, I'm just playing. But, but seriously though, you're not doing very good, all right? I would say that 90% of you who listen to this podcast and, and meet that criteria, your answer was probably, no, I've changed my images over time. Now, let me ask you, why did you change your images? All right, maybe you guys were doing a PicFu test and saw that a different image might have worked better. Maybe some of you were using manager experiments, A-B testing on Amazon and saw that a different image worked better. Maybe you were reading the reviews from your customers and saw that people were confused about a size or something and so that made you update your images. But anyways, you have updated your images based on what the market has been telling you. Well, guess what? Your competitors, who have been selling the product that you want to sell for six months, a year or more, they're prob they've probably gone through a few iterations of images and what they have come um, what they have come to is a stack of images that's been working best for them. So instead of you having to sell for a year and you having to figure out what is the best image strategy, kind of go off of what the competition is doing. And historically, you know, the way that Tomer and I, uh, I, I learned it from him, you know, we're teaching this strategy is, hey, go to all your competitors' listings, copy their images one by one, throw it into a PowerPoint, give it to your designer and try and see if there are like trends. Like, hey, every second or third image is an infographic that has the size of the product. Or man, look at this. Every single competitor in this coffin letterboard niche, they all on all of their images keep writing different interesting letters that actually have messages on the letterboard that's kind of marketing the product, all right? Well, 
Go with this niche theme. You don't have to do that if you have a Helium 10 listing analyzer and you have the diamond plan. If you have the diamond plan, you hit the button that is media comparison. And within three seconds, you're going to see all of your competitors listings all laid out on one page where you can see these trends. You could see their strategy, what's working for them. Download this as a PDF with one click of a button and then talk it over with your graphic team and they'll be able to uh, help you out with that. Um, let's go on to the next uh, strategy. But before we do that, I'm gonna talk about preparing keyword lists. All right, the next few slides are gonna be all about how you do your keyword research and which kind of keywords you are going to have. The way I like to do it, and you again, I, I like naming things, guys, you know, Maldives, Honeymoon, Bali Blast, Bali Bachelor Party, whatever. I have these two buckets of keywords, and my personal name for these keywords is just real simple. No fancy name here. Top phrases and supplementary keywords. You do whatever works for you. What I say when I mean top phrases is I'm looking for between a max of 30 and 40 keywords that come from the following categories. Number one, the niche's top keywords. And I'm gonna, there's gonna be a slide about that. Number two, opportunity keywords. Number three, potentially off Amazon keywords. Number four, brand analytics keywords. Number five, frequently bought together top three keywords. You might not understand what these are because again, this is Bradley's names you know, for them. I'll, I'm gonna explain each of them in detail. Uh, the next bucket I call supplementary keywords. And my supplementary keywords are my keywords that I'm only gonna have um, the individual keywords, not full phrases. So this is kind of not necessarily without limit, but you know, it could be 200, 300 or more. And my number one is going to be time machine keywords. I'll explain what that means. It's another Bradley name, name right there. PPC keywords, opportunity explorer keywords, top two page keywords, Amazon recommended keywords, and long tail keywords. All right. So let's go ahead and go into the first one, which is identifying the niches, top keywords. We are on Bali strategy for pre-launch number nine. This is super simple, guys. You guys hopefully have been doing this for years, right? Go into Cerebro, throw a, a random product as the first one, if you don't have your own product yet, and then five to 10 of your top potential competitors that you are going to be competing with, and you just hit one button, guys, one button in Cerebro, and it's called, drum roll please, top keywords. All right, so you just one button and it's gonna show you all of the, the keywords that these products have been ranking for. I wanna pull about 15 to 20 max keywords from here. So I might have to fool around with the um, competitor rank average, the ranking competitor filters um, to, in order to get my top 15 keywords, but I'm looking for the ones that are searched for the most where almost all of my competitors are ranking for it and they're all ranking high. I don't think I need to go into too much detail here because it should be obvious why why that uh, is a list of my most valuable keywords. The next one though, that a lot of sellers miss in my opinion is uh, opportunity keywords, all right? Opportunity keywords are keywords where only one or two listings are ranking highly for a certain keyword out of your list. Now I want you guys to, we're gonna talk about this for a second because it's important you understand why this could be a valuable keyword. If I were to ask you why, well, what would you say? And if you say, well, if it's opportunity, well, yeah, that's, that's, duh, that's why I call it the opportunity keywords. But why is it an opportunity? We have to understand this to understand the value of why this could be a golden keyword. If I'm selling coffin shelves, my main keyword is gonna be coffin shelf. Uh, it might be coffin 
bookshelf, whatever, right? It's like, that's what the product is. That's my main keywords. It doesn't matter if all of my competitors are ranking for it. That is the most important keyword for my product. I've got to rank for it. But I want you to think about this. Let's just pretend for a second that out of your top 10 competitors, including you, all of you guys had the same number of reviews, the same price, very similar function, right? When somebody is typing coffin shelf into the search results and they land on that page and they see 10 very similar coffin shelves, obviously that's not the reality, but, but just work with me a little bit on this. Basically, you technically have a one in 10 chance of getting that sale. Let's just say that they can see all 10 at the same time. Maybe they're not looking at the mobile browser where they only show top three or something, right? And the reason is because it's all the same and they were looking for a coffin shelf and all 10 of those products meet what the criteria of what they were looking for. Now, here's the thing. Let's take, and again, I'm not saying that's bad. That's obviously the most important keyword for your niche, but let's take a, a more generic keyword like Gothic decor. Now, if you go to Gothic decor, maybe that's one of the opportunity keywords, meaning only one of your coffin shelf competitors is ranking for it. If there's only one that's in the top 10, first of all, you know that to get in the top 10, there's a subsection of customers who are searching Gothic decor who end up buying that coffin shelf. Otherwise, it wouldn't be in the top 10 if it's a decent search volume keyword. So by definition, you know that there are some customers who type Gothic decor, but either A, they're really looking for a coffin shelf. They just didn't know that keyword or B. They're kind of just shopping randomly, but they're the type of customer who maybe would buy a coffin shelf if they saw one on there, you know, uh, is this going to get a lot of sales? No, it's going to get only a fraction of the ones that are coffin shelf. But here's the thing. If that customer who is searching the keyword searches it and they are the type of customer who's either really looking for a coffin shelf or would buy it. Now, if your product was only the second one on there in the top 10 compared with another, you know, the one who was already on there, you have a 50-50 chance, not a 10% chance like a lot in coffin shelf. You have a 50-50 chance of getting the sale, potentially more if you're, if you're ranking higher. So you see why this is a valuable set of, of, of keywords, opportunity keywords, one of my favorite ways. And, uh, you know, Helium 10 is one of the few tools that you can do that with just one click of the button, just hit opportunity keywords, and it will give you a list of those keywords. And I would probably just pull like, you know, some of the top ones from there, maybe a maximum of uh, five or six, depending on relevancy. Um, number 11 is I like to look at brand analytics and then compare it to Helium 10 keyword ranks. I can do this um, manually if I didn't have Helium 10, I guess. You know, I would just go into brand analytics and look at the main keywords. And then I would look at the keyword um, ranks just by you know looking on Amazon where, where it's ranking. But you can actually do both of that in one tool, and that's in Cerebro or Magnet. If I have the diamond plan with Helium 10, I can go anywhere into brand analytics and what I'm going to be able to see is if I see the top three clicked for an item or for, I'm sorry, for a keyword on the right hand side, I can see for the month what were the organic and sponsored rank averages for that month for the product. And here's the reason why this comes in handy. Uh, you, you can see that here with some of these uh, uh, some of these listings here on this page. But what happens is sometimes it's not always, oh, I have to be organically ranked at the top or I have to be organically ranked at the top of the page and uh, sponsored rank high. So I could see maybe a keyword where consistently the top 
couple clicked keywords, maybe they they weren't ranked organically high. They were only ranked sponsored high. Guess what? If you look at the keyword coffin shelf and you'll see that the Helium 10 coffin shelf is one of the top ones on there, well, you're actually going to see that our organic rank is only like 10 or 15. Our sponsored rank is one. So I can see that just with one click, I can actually see that right here inside of Cerebro. And so what that means is now I can take this uh, information and and plan my launch strategy. I'm like, you know what? I don't necessarily need to ha to be at the top organically for this keyword. I can be one of the top click ones if my sponsored rank is at the very top. So this is a very valuable tool inside of Cerebro that I think a lot of you diamond members aren't using, but check brand analytics, which comes directly from Amazon, who are the top three cl clicked and then compare it to where they were ranking organically and sponsored to have an idea about what your launch strategy is gonna be for that. All right, the next uh, one that we're gonna go on is number 12, which is checking off Amazon keywords. This is only gonna be applicable if you are in a newer niche where there's nobody that you can really kind of look, or there's not enough people to look at their keyword history on um Amazon or in Cerebro, um, but there is some history on Etsy. What you do to do that um, is if you find a product that has some good history on Etsy and you want to just see if there's maybe some keywords that you haven't thought about, go to Etsy, find one of the top sellers on Etsy of your product, go to their product page on the very bottom. You're going to look at explore related searches. That's a section that is on any Etsy listing if the seller has filled it out. What this is, is what the seller is telling Etsy are their main keywords. Maybe they based it off of, um, you know, what keywords have driven the most sales for them. Maybe they base it off of, um, you know, where what keywords brought them sales in PPC and Etsy. Whatever the case is, this is like looking at the most, like if, if Amazon sellers had a part of their listing where it says, all right, what's your top seven most important keywords? It'd be like being able to look at that section. You know, a lot of people don't realize that's what this explore related searches is. So that's a great way to look off Amazon for some important keywords. Uh, the next step is number 13, find sales peak days of your competitors that are in your niche, all right? So you can do that by looking at any BSR chart. All right, so uh, if you're using Helium 10 or you got the free, even the free Helium 10 Chrome extension, you're gonna be able to do this. Go to any listings page, scroll down to where the BSR chart is, and then look at where the big dips are. Remember the dips in BSR, that means the lower the BSR number, that means the more they were selling. And you can actually see this on a day-to-day -day basis. So I'm gonna look for the exact day of when they had a peak, all right? So that's number 13, and that kind of goes right into number 14, which is now correlate that day that you found in step 13 to brand analytics, all right? So again, I love brand analytics, I always have. I'm gonna, let's say I found in their BSR chart that on July the 14th of 2022, they had a killer day of sales. Well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put July 14th into brand analytics. I'm gonna make it daily, the reporting range, and I'm gonna put for top click products, whatever my competitors ASIN is. And then what's gonna show up is now, what were the keywords where they were the top three clicked, or they were one of the top three clicked and potentially purchased for that exact day. And I can now kind of reverse engineer um, what were their main keywords that resulted in them having one of the best days 
of sales for them for the year. Do you see how this could be beneficial? You know, when you're just doing your regular keyword research inside of Cerebro, I mean, it's totally fine. It's, it's, it's great keyword research, but that's showing what's going on right now. What if one of your competitors has fallen off in the last 30 days? What if they were out of stock for a couple months and they just came back in a stock? Well, they might not even be ranking very highly for all their keywords. This is a way where I can go in and see when they were ranking the best, when they were selling the best, what were the keywords on that day that were driving some of the sales for them? And then boom, right now in, in July or June or whenever this is, even though I might be looking back at, at November or October, I'm going to be already have in my listing uh, th these main keywords. And again, we're, let's go back to what we're talking about. Bali bachelor party, the Bali blast. We're talking about having a pre-launch, you know, getting your listing set up to make sure you have that successful marriage period or that successful honeymoon period. This is one of those ways that you can do that by making sure you have the best keywords that were, that were historical. Um, I could also do this for months. Like maybe they had, instead of just, a an exact day of when they just had a, like a blip maybe for some crazy sales for one day. Look at what months they had the best sales. Like here's a BSR chart that I'm looking at and I can see, wow, July, they had a killer month, maybe October or November. They had a killer month overall. In this case, what I like to do is I like to run the Cerebro time machine for if you're a Helium 10 supercharged plan owner or an elite member, you're the only ones right now who have access to Time Machine, but throw that competitor's listing into Cerebro just like you normally would, and then hit the uh, historical analysis button. I call it Time Machine. I think in Cerebro it's called historical analysis. And what you're going to see there is you are going to go ahead and see uh, for that month, I can click on any month in the last two years, and then I'm. it's kind of like being able to see Cerebro at the time of you know, whatever month I'm looking at. And I think it kind of goes without saying why this could be beneficial is because now all of a sudden I could see, you know, they were crushing it in, you know, September of last year. Maybe it's a seasonal product. And now I'm in February. Well, if I'm looking at Cerebro in February of a product that is seasonal and is really crushing in September, am I going to have the full keyword strategy, the correct keyword strategy? No. Uh, the keywords that are bringing them sales right now in February, if it was February right now, um, that's not going to be the keywords that's going to be their top keywords for the year. So uh, using this time machine is really a great way to go ahead and get some information there. Uh, let's do maybe just one more. I think I'm going to have to like split this into two episodes because we got too much uh, good information here. But the next step I want to talk about is just a, a quick bonus here. And this is checking historic keyword rank. So this doesn't even have a number here in this steps. But a lot of people don't realize that you can actually add your competitors ASINs into Keyword Tracker in your in your Helium 10 account. It's not just your products. You can put anybody's products in there. And you think another a lot of people also think that okay, I can start tracking their keywords from the moment that I put in their keyword rank, right? No, that's not the case. Yes, you can you're going to see it right from that moment, but you can if it's a, a keyword with decent search volume, you're going to be able to see what their ranks were going back a year, going back potentially even two years. So let's say through these steps, like, you know, steps 13, 14, 15 or whatever, you you saw which keywords they were ranking, uh, they were getting sales from uh, maybe which keywords they were highly ranked in Cerebro, throw those keywords, throw that product 
into Keyword Tracker and then wait like maybe one hour, or actually you don't even need to wait, wait one hour, you wait like 10 minutes, and then click on the historical chart, you are gonna be able to see everywhere where they were ranking day by day, week by week, throughout the last two years for a certain keyword. So this is key. Again, I would say 95% of sellers are not doing this where they're checking at like almost a daily level the history of how their competitors were ranking. Here's another you know thing that you can get from this. You can go back potentially to when they launched their product. Let's say they launched their product in the last two years. You can almost re- do their own Maldives honeymoon or th their own honeymoon period to see what keywords did they focus on? How, how long did it take them after launch to get to page one for their keyword? You know, so this is like kind of uh, a little bit crazy what you can what you can do here uh, as far as reverse engineering. The other thing that you can do when you're looking at this historical keyword ranks is, again, you can see where. Uh, where they were ranking organic and sponsored. Like for example, if I saw in brand analytics from step 13 that this this product was ranking highly for coffin shelf or not ranking highly, but getting sales from coffin shelf, well, I can see in both their organic and sponsored rank for this keyword, they were position one or two for both organic and sponsored. So now I know like, man, for this keyword coffin shelf, if I wanna be the top seller, maybe I have to be ranked one and two, if that's what I was looking at. But look at this other keyword, coffin decor, that this competitor was ranking highly for. Look at their uh, organic rank was like between two and four. So again, man, I gotta be top of the page. You know, I'm looking at the historical keyword ranks. But then look at their sponsored rank. It is like going from 20 to 15, back to 23. That's like on page one or two. Uh, or not even, I'm sorry, that, that's like page two or three of the search results. So now all of a sudden I know, hey, you know what, for that keyword, I just gotta make sure I'm ranked organically because it looks like my sponsored rank is not necessary for me to be one of the top three clicked. All right, guys, that's gonna be it for this um, first uh, first edition. I'm gonna have to, I don't even know if I have time. My flight is in a few hours here. I'm gonna see if I can maybe uh, record part two of this uh, for you guys. But anyways, I'll figure it out. I'm gonna come back with about 15 or uh, more strategies for you guys that are all about your pre-launch, your pre-Amazon launch. Call it whatever you want. I'm calling it my Bali Blast or Bali Bachelor Party. But these are the strategies that you need to take in order to get your listing ready for that Maldives honeymoon launch strategies that we've talked about a lot of times. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Stay tuned for the next one. We'll see you there.